Coming up, we groove to the sounds of a hip-hop violinist. When I was in high school, I used to tell y'all make the violin cool, watch. We uncover how these admin made millions of dollars. And so he and I had this crazy idea that we would start an agency. And we hang out with these students who are determined to live out loud. It's next on the premiere of Heart and Soul. Hello, everybody. I'm Cheryl Burton. And I'm Jose Sanders. And welcome to Heart and Soul. This new series will take a look at the rich culture of the African-American community and what makes it so vibrant. Heart and Soul will also take you on a tour of who's who and what's what in this great city we all call home. At the end of the day, this show promises to educate, empower, and entertain you. And speaking of entertaining, Cheryl, Heart and Soul recently sat down with an artist creating some melodic music with a touch of his hands. Here's Evelyn Holmes with a look at this maestro of music. At 25 and fresh on the scene, Lee England Jr. can romance a violin unlike any other. But make no mistake about it, this love affair was no love at first sight, but rather a love-hate relationship because he chose to stop playing after his first lesson. When I was in elementary school, um, I had some teachers who came in and did a dis demonstration. And, you know, right away I was just intrigued and I was like, you know, I want to do that one. You know, bring it on, that's the one. So a week later, parents, you know, my mom walks in and she says, oh, yeah, we got a surprise for you. And I pick it up and I, you know, I start playing it or whatever. And, you know, immediately I set it back down. And I went to my parents like, uh, yeah, somebody tricked me. Obviously, this one's broken because it doesn't sound like, you know, what the teacher was doing. And so, uh, yeah, that's, you know, it was short-lived. I, I quit. Growing up in Waukegan, Illinois, life was full of love. His parents instilled great values and morals in him that remain with him to this day. He was disciplined. And so he played a lot in church. But I really did not grasp his true talent until a few years ago. that I have with the instrument is, you know, it blows my mind. It can be very melodic, and then if you like stack it on, on top of itself, you know, very harmonic, very lush, you know, and I use it to pretty much convey the feelings that I have that I can't just explain with words. Although the pressure to enter the music industry before getting his degree was mounting, he was determined to finish school. While I was in school, you know, I had different offers to come and do different things, and I was really like, man, if I pursue these things, like, I'm not gonna finish school. You know, I was kind of an advocate for finish what you start. Not only is this young man trained in the violin, but also can play the piano, and he can fool just about anybody into thinking he can play the guitar. But guess what? <laughs> he also sings. Lee, show him what you got. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. In just one year, Lee's life has been completely turned upside down. He's performed with Donnie McClurkin, Shirley Caesar, and the man with the harmonica. I did my best to like go to the moon and come back and go back to the moon, like all in like 16 bars. And you know, I got to speak to Stevie afterwards, and he is really uh, gracious, you know, really nice, and you know, I mean, Stevie Wonder, it blew my mind. That's a high, you know. Hey. 
He's performed on Jimmy Kimmel Live, been on tour with R&B recording artist K-John, and even had a stint on the popular MTV show, Making His Band. And although life is coming at him really fast, he still has time to go back where it all began. It was magical to watch the students become so entranced watching him play, and it was just very special. I am really proud that he's taken the path of playing his instrument, and I knew he always would, because you could tell that it's just in his heart, and that's his entire soul to play that instrument. F sharp, F sharp. For these beginning violin students, just knowing that this guy is making a name for himself is very inspiring. He followed his dreams, and they came true. I've never seen any famous person before. He is just very talented musically, and I think that's one of the things that he's going to pass on to the kids. I could not have planned this. I couldn't have scripted it. I couldn't have paid somebody to have it happen this way. And so, I mean, I know that I've been very blessed. Now that was a talented man. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from Mr. England in the near future. But next, we take a look at two men marching to a different beat, but still making lots of noise in the world of advertising. These 30-somethings know what it means to be bold when it comes to branding their clients. Charles Thomas has their story. At 39, these kindred soul brothers are delivering their best game yet, dressed for success and impressing many companies with their innovative concepts and mind-blowing ideas. These ad men have changed the way Chicago's big buyers spend their money. We're both very driven, we're both very competitive, we both are very much about, you know, working hard to succeed. The level of intelligence, the passion that we bring to the table, and the ability to look at things differently. I think for us, not only do we challenge our clients, we challenge ourselves. At just five years old, this cross-consumer agency considers itself to be a one-stop shop, offering a variety of services from digital, video, advertising, to you name it, they can do it. Our philosophy was really built around the idea that we could create an entity that would help our clients reach multiple consumer segments. Creating one organization that was really built around this idea of, of integration from the ground up. Recently named to Crane Chicago Business's 40 Under 40, these Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity brothers are proving that nothing beats a try. When you're recognized by um, entities and experts in, in, in the business world, I think that that is a, one, I think it's a validation um, for the quality of work that you do. Building common ground has really kind of given us, I think, an access and, and a platform to ultimately, I think, positively impact people's lives. Common Ground Marketing currently has its main office in Chicago's West Loop. But surprisingly, the idea was conceived in Mexico while the two owners were vacationing with their families. He and I spent the week kind of talking about philosophies, talked about what we wanted out of life, kind of some soul searching. I, I say it was an early midlife crisis. Uh, and so he and I had this crazy idea that we would start an agency. The whole idea of multiculturalism was being questioned. Um, there was a kind of move away from advertising. So people pretty much pointed all of the things of why we should not start the agency based on environmental factors than why we should start. 
In 2004, Common Ground Marketing started with a staff of two and one client, and now they have a staff of 42 serving a host of clients. Miller Coors, the Coca-Cola Company, American Family Insurance, Alberto Culver, General Mills, Nike, Bacardi USA. So, you know, we've grown quite a bit in those years. In the summer of 2008, Common Ground represented Coke's Refresh Your Flow Tour, featuring Chicago's own Lupe Fiasco. Part of what we do as an agency is really look at consumer passion points. Taking the consumer's passion for music, understanding that you know no client can truly own music, but it's how do we create music and, and deliver music in a way that's unique and aligned with our brands and for our clients. Fast forward to 2009, and the men at the head of this company are projected to close the year end with... This year, $12 million. That's a hefty increase, considering the first year they made $750,000. This is a fun business. We're enjoying ourselves. We work with a great group of individuals here at Common Ground. And it's about the win. It's about the win for our clients. It's about the win for their customers. And obviously, we feel if we do our job and ultimately help them meet their objectives, then ultimately, we will receive the rewards in the end. So I'm tall, I'm short, he's bald, I have hair. I mean, there are a lot of differences. I think at our core, we're actually very similar um, in that we're both very driven, we're both very family-oriented, uh, we're both very passionate about what we do. We've proven that with a solid business plan, belief, and faith, anything is possible in any environment. Common Ground Marketing is headquartered in Chicago, but has offices in Atlanta and Houston. Okay, we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, I sit down for a one-on-one -on -one with a woman who lives to serve. You need to make a difference. The good deeds we do for others is the rent we pay for occupying space on the earth. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. In this new series, we'll get VIP access to people doing great things in our town. This up-close and in-person chat will be featured in a segment we call Heart to Heart. Here's Cheryl Burton with more. As executive vice president and head of corporate social responsibility for Northern Trust Bank, Connie Lindsay is the epitome of success. In her new role, Ms. Lindsay is in charge of charting new territory. I will have responsibility for developing our global strategy around environmental, social, and governance issues. We fully understand we have the obligation to reinvest in our communities in so many ways. We have strategic philanthropy that allows us to contribute significant dollars to causes, whether it's education, all of those things within our community. This VP is witty, very humble for a woman with her power, and extremely committed to serving others. Growing up, there were strong women around me, but it really was, you need to make a difference. The good deeds we do for others is the rent we pay for occupying space on the earth, and that's truly at my core. In 2008, this former cookie seller was appointed national president of Girl Scouts USA, a volunteer effort that fills her with much joy and pride. I started Girl Scouting in my church in Milwaukee at the age of 11. I am a Girl Scout. I'm also a financial services professional. And I love to see large numbers followed by lots of zeros, preceded by the words, pay to the order of the Girl Scouts. 
It's, it's an awesome title. It's a phenomenal responsibility and it's a gift. I say that it's a calling for me. Recently, Connie Lindsay had the honor of taking five girls to the nation's capital for a chance to meet the first family. When the first lady agreed to be our honorary president, we were all overjoyed, of course. The fact that she's from Chicago made me even happier. When she's not camping with the girls or in her downtown office, you can find this woman motivating the young and old. Living a life that matters doesn't happen by accident. It is not a matter of circumstance, but of choice. So Connie, when the day is over, the week is over, and you're in your quiet time, what do you do? I have two things I love to do. I love to read, I love to read inspirational things, but I also love music, and I love to sing. Music is a voice of God. Her infectious spirit and unforgettable personality proves that no matter how accomplished you are as an individual, having a heart is what really matters. What the future holds, I hope, is good health, lots of love. But most importantly for me, Cheryl, it's really to let people know I am not that special. I am the product of experiences that I allowed my fears to turn into prayers. What an incredible woman with a great personality and hidden talents. I just wish I could sing like that. Stay with us because coming up after the break, we take a voyage to the Chatham neighborhood where you can get your fill of some great food and more all within walking distance. Welcome back to Heart and Soul, the new series featuring some of Chicago's best kept secrets like 75th Street, home to a variety of unique artifacts, foods with flavor and history in the making. Here's Jose Sanders with that story. Just a quick 15-minute drive south of downtown, and you will discover an area known as Black Wall Street, Chicago. Some people look at the term Black Wall Street, they look at New York. And as they look at New York, we want to try to uh, bring that perspective of Wall Street to 75th Street. So 75th Street is not just unique to Chicago, but it's unique throughout the, uh, the United States. What the Black Wall Street Project does, it, it just regenerates or re-energizes uh, the individuals who live in the community to let them know that we're, we're still out here, we're still your community, let's keep our money in our community. Unlike any other neighborhood, 80% of the businesses in this area are African-American owned, making this community very rare. This is our community and it's just important that uh, our young folks, the third generation of people who are living there, know that it's a luxurious history and also be part of its um, renaissance. On 75th Street is the community's pride and joy, Army and Lose, and the Woodshop Art Gallery owned by a husband and wife duo. We are here and we've been here for 30 some odd years. And so that makes me feel good when they come in and say, wow, what is this? Well, he's got the artwork, and that's the great thing of coming over here. It's in the neighborhood. He does great work. We have to support our own. I decided that I had to bring my culture here to 75th Street. There's no other place in Chicago like this outside. So that's one good reason why I decided to open here. We have a good mix of uh, African and Indian. 
You just can't go anywhere and get that. You get it fresh here every day, and it's a, it's a wonderful taste. And I felt like a lot of traffic is coming through here, a lot of people, you can educate them about your culture. So by them coming into the restaurant, they can learn a lot, and you feel proud because you're right here. In October 2009, the Illinois Senate passed Resolution SR0432 that officially recognizes this area as Black Wall Street Chicago. I believe the essence of Black Wall Street is that people support one another in that particular area. We have something good going on uh, here on the south side of Chicago, uh, and uh, we need to let our community know that we're letting everyone know that this is the place to come. This is the place not only to shop, but also to live, because that quarter uh, represents the, the heart of the, our community. Black Wall Street Chicago is hoping to add a financial institution to 75th Street, making this community a hot commodity. We've got to take a break, but up next, we check out some students interested in making sweet music. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. For many, including myself, music is the soundtrack of our lives. And although some of today's music may not appeal to all, we have found an organization committed to steering aspiring musicians in a positive direction. Here's Jose with that story. At North Chicago High School, class is in session. But unlike your average high school music class, these students are learning different genres of music. Any occupations in the music industry? Songwriter. Songwriter. Ding, 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 ding. Counterpoint is an eight-week program that I take students in high school and I transfer them from being an aspiring rapper, an aspiring poet, or aspiring singer to actually the person that they really want to be, and that is an entertainer. This type of program can offer an opportunity and an outlet to the unlimited possibilities of what can happen in life with support, student interest, and momentum and excitement about learning comes in many different shapes and forms. This is one program that can capture uh, student excitement, student interest. We have lead guitar, we have drums, we have bass, we have rhythm guitar, right? We're trying to counter the negative influences of hip-hop culture, the videos, the music, the misogynistic messages. And what we do is we take them and say, you know what, you don't have to follow that trend. You don't have to follow that, that pattern. You can still be passionate about the music and the culture. We want to counter those negative influences and point them in the right direction by providing them sound leadership in the industry. So the point is to always think positively, project that in your music, and I think your message will come out, and then you'll start to make timeless things. They have an eight-week curriculum that focuses on the business aspect of music, creative integrity, uh, imaging, which is very important. Counterpoint. This is raw footage. <laughs> During this rare encounter, Counterpoint pairs the students up with professional drummers, vocalists, guitarists, and lyricists who give them advice on how to master their craft. Stop blaming things on music, it's the people that abuse it. 
what you want to do is you want to hold it. Working with these kids here, I like being able to show them different techniques, showing them how to hold the sticks right, showing them how to hit the symbols right. That's part of what I love doing. For me to be able to come in and have a, a visual of what it actually looks like and how a band prepares and everything like that was a really good thing for me. As a member of the band Raw Footage, Morris felt obligated to educate the students on being smart as artists. In addition to learning the fundamentals of becoming the next superstar, these wannabe musicians also get a chance to observe and critique his band. They get a chance to see how the music industry works uh, in terms of how bands prepare for gigs and performances and so on and so forth. And what we do is we focus on a positive message and a conscious awareness with our music. I don't want to be without you, baby. I don't want a broken heart. When I first walked in here, I was kind of shocked. I was maybe thinking about a room, a closed off room, padded walls. But it was kind of surprising. I was like, wow, this is different. It's nice. I find it just inspiring that maybe I can inspire one kid to live out their dreams. Maybe all of them, but hopefully just at least one of them. I learned different range of uh, voices and how to position the mic. I learned how to rock the stage. <laughs> and basically use it to your advantage. We try to really uh, be intentional about giving back, doing something positive for the community, for our youth, uh, for the next generation of local music in Chicago. The program culminates with these rock stars performing at their high school for all to see what the future holds for these ambitious young people. See, I just hope one day I could grow up and be like these women that had their thing to help us be all free. Because of we W-O-M-E-N, yes, we women. It's very educational as well as fun. So you can learn a lot from this. Uh, and I took, a, took, took away a lot from this. It's a very awesome experience. And I would love to do it again. All right, good job, good job. That's the end of the show, but before we go, we'd like to thank Gallery Guichard for having us here. This three-story art gallery in Bronzeville houses a collection of fine art and artifacts from the African diaspora. For Evelyn Holmes, Charles Thomas, Jose Sanders, and myself, thanks for watching, everybody. We look forward to seeing you the next time on the all-new Heart and Soul.